Greetings and happy holidays. Welcome to episode 6 of Smash, Loot, and Roll, Just Rewards. When we last left our trio, they were continuing their search for the missing Eric. So far, the uncovered clues were revealing that Eric saw himself as a bit of a gambler and frequented various establishments for their private card games. Is Eric's gambling habit to blame for his disappearance? While at the Yawning Portal, the trio received a note from Volo suggesting Adrock, Bowden, and Chip meet him at the Skewer Dragon in the evening to collect the reward for the heroic rescue. In what is likely a coincidence, one of Eric's gambling haunts is the Skewer Dragon. So, the trio head out to the Skewer Dragon, located in the Dock Ward of Waterdeep, with the hopes of finding information to aid in their search for Eric and collecting Volo's reward. So, I'd like to take a moment to apologize to all our listeners, about a half dozen or so. Due to a technical error, the first half of the show failed to record. Actually, yes, the technical error was me forgetting to hit the record button. So... Let me summarize the events between Episode 5 and 6 and simply claim Episode 5.5 has been lost forever. As the players arrive at Flett Street, where the Skewer Dragon is located, their attention is taken by a large stuffed creature in the window of one of the shops. The large round body with a single giant eye and a dozen stalks with eyes is something none of them have ever seen before. While trying to figure out what manner of creature they are looking at, a street fight erupts between a female half-orc and four human males. The apparent leader of the four males sports a bald head with a single eye tattooed on his forehead. Unable to stand aside, the trio leaps into action to defend the half-orc from the unfair odds. Within moments after joining the fray, the city garber arrive and quell the commotion. On the verge of being arrested, a priest of Bahamut steps forward and tells the captain of the guard the good deed Adrock Bowden Chip had done. The trio are let go with a warning about fighting in the city and a caution to be wary of the gang war that is erupting throughout the city. Bowden takes a moment to speak with the priest, Father Dumas, who interceded on their behalf. He learns Father Dumas has a small church in the North Ward near the city cemetery. Chip decides he wants to visit the shop with the giant stuffed eye. The sign over the door reads Old Zebo Shop. Stepping into the shop, Chip realizes the shop sells all manners of trinkets, but is convinced to buy a small orb Zebo calls the Orb of Companionship, a favorite among sailors who'd like a pet. As Chip leaves the shop, he looks through the shop window and notices the sign for the skewered dragon. Chip also learns Adrock left a magical message for him saying Adrock was going to the Skewer Dragon. The trio all meet up in the Skewer Dragon and find Volo in the midst of a card game. Unfortunately, Volo's luck is not with him, and a few short rounds of betting end, with Volo losing most of his winnings to a Dragonborn Marine. With only a few coins left and not enough to cover the 300 gold piece reward offered to the trio, Volo instead offers them the deed to an inn and tavern in the North Ward. The trio accepts Volo's reward and finds limited information regarding Eric and his visit to the Skewer Dragon. They discovered that the Skewer Dragon was the last place anyone saw him, and one of the players was a pretty sore loser and nearly had to be escorted out of the out of the premises. Some of the regulars recall Eric with two others, his brother and a friend. The three left shortly after the end of the car, after the card game concluded, but two of them returned to drink, and Eric left for the night. With the day drawn to a close, the trio find a private investigator near the yawning portal to find and deliver a message to Harborough's daughters regarding the family's demise. And this is where we will join our adventurers. Adrock, Bowden, and Chip. Thank you for listening, and enjoy Episode 6, Just Rewards. You guys approach Callus's door. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I said, little one-room, one-level shop. Has nothing more than a... The sign has a set of shoes, like, makes you think of uh, the messenger, uh, running shoes with wings on it. And uh, <gasps> Hermes, Hermes. Or Mercury. I think it's, yeah, either one. But uh, who, who wants to, who leads the way in? Oh. Is, will, is uh, it is it the inebriated chip? <laughs> no, I will take point on this one. We'll let chip in the middle, uh, being supported by uh, Bowden. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a dwarf, so how much bigger than the halfling are you? The gnome. Even uh, bigger. Gnome, yeah. Not much. <laughs> <laughs> At least not height-wise. <laughs> Barrel-wise, maybe. Right. I'm as wide as I'm as wide as Chip is tall, so Wow. Yeah, Drock, you walk in. First thing that hits your senses senses is the sweet smell of a uh, like a lavender and spice incense. Mm. With it getting on to dinner time, these there's a couple uh lanterns lit on the inside, giving them some light. There's a young gentleman sitting at a table and desk with his uh not technically his back to you, but you know, you you get a left profile of him. As you guys, as you walk in, the bell rings. He looks up at you. He's like, "Do you have an appointment?" It says in common. No, but I, I understand that you, uh, you might know something that we could, uh, maybe we could trade favors. Uh, uh, favors don't pay the bills, but uh, if you got coin, I can always be of service. Of course, I'm looking for a man named Eric Melendez. All right. He goes. Questions are just to get this quick and out of the way. Is uh, basically a silver piece per question. How about a gold piece, and we don't worry about the number of questions? Or are we just worried that there'll be ten? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I can, uh, I can start with that. He goes, Rainier's brother from another mother, <laughs> as as people like to call him. Yeah, I know, I know of Eric. Have you heard anything about his whereabouts? Mm, no, I have not. Last anybody's ever heard from him was uh, unusual that you mention it because he did he did miss one of his uh, shows last night. He normally presents some type of a uh, weekly fashion out in the trade award uh, for some of the nobles. And nobody saw him there. I happened to be there and don't recall seeing him either. And uh, our, my information is that he won a considerable sum of money from Erstal. And I assume, I'm going to assume that he knows who Erstal is. Uh, uh, let me look up his last name real quick. He goes, Erstal uh, Floxen? Yes. And um, <laughs> that's not a great guy to cross. He's a bit of he's a bit of a thug. <gasps> Why is that? Uh, if rumor is true, he's unfortunately uh, involved with one of the. He's involved with the Zint's gang, the Zintanthian, Zintanthian, yeah, boy, Zintanthium gang. Is that the eyeball gang? No, you're thinking <laughs> Xanathar, right? He goes. You're thinking of the, the Xanathar guild, there, uh, young master, uh, young master gnome. Oh, yeah, the the orc lady. Where did you learn that? From the, the orc nice, lady. The orc lady. He goes. I would uh be careful when you use that type of when you use that hand symbol. What does it mean? <laughs> he goes. It's one way that the put sense one of, hand to chip to you know, <laughs> put it down. And... <laughs> it, it it summons flying dragon snakes. No, I'm kidding. Kaka. <laughs> he goes. No, it's uh, <laughs> from what I understand, it actually allows the. Uh, it's one of the ways the Zents identify each other. Wait, the Xanathars? Zents, not Xanathars. Xanathars are the eyeballs. Okay, so Zents are the, uh, the the fly motion gang. Yeah, it sort of represents the flying snake tattoo most of them have. And this uh, this Erstal is a member of uh, the uh, Zents. One word on the street, he's one of their top enforcers. Where can I find them? Erstal or the Zents? Zents wouldn't be too hard. You just have to. I mean, they're pretty much all over the place. I mean, because the rumor is true. Uh, one of the bouncers over the yawning portal, the half orc, she's a she's a zent. <sighs> Finally, Earth, the threads Earthstall? are coming back together. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. So, Earthstall and Yagrim are both in the same crew. Who's the other one you mentioned? Yagrim, the, the orc lady. Oh, uh, Yagrim, yeah, that's basically. <laughs> 
Yeah, you said the half the half work from the yawning portal, so that's the only half work you know so far. So Yagram. Okay. Interesting. Well. Hmm. And uh, you don't have a you don't have a place where the Zents hang out. He's like, uh, well, he goes. I think your coin might have run out of weight for the question for that type of question. Here's uh, here's five more for a bit okay. of discretion and uh, any other questions we may have. That's fair enough. Uh, down in the dock ward, he's, uh, it's somewhat an open secret that Zents run a warehouse on Candle Lane for some of the smuggling operations. Correct. Zents or Zentsians are have the wing snake wing snake tattoo. <laughs> Zans have the uh, single eye that reminds you of the Beholder. Cyclops is a good way to say it, too. And you said there's a uh, place where for them? There's a warehouse down off Candle Lane. It sits up against a back alley that, uh, best of my knowledge, uh, the open secret is that it's one of the smuggling, one of the warehouses is then used to smuggle smuggle goods in and out of. Probably keep it as a storage area, but for whatever reason, that the guards don't seem to shut down that uh, warehouse, so they're either paid well not to or something else is going on. Ardok, we may already have at least a decent entree towards this communication. What do you mean? Well, we did encounter a nice half-orc lady outside of the uh, of Zebolds, who may at least feel slightly indebted towards us. I think our next move should be to go talk with her. I do. All right, let's do it. He's like, well, we also have another thing that we wanted to try and do. Oh, okay. Uh, Which thread are we tugging on now? <laughs> This, this 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 may be this may be the uh, hopefully the the end of getting the message to the the Harborough family. Um, we wanted to get uh, a note to Judith Kellum and Melody Segwald regarding uh, their family. One of the things I specialize in, I can definitely help you there. Much appreciated. He's I like uh, associated. He basically asks you to repeat the names as he scribbles them down. He's like, "What well, what was the message?" He says, "Would you like to write down the message, or you want me to just write it down for you?" I'll write it down. Okay. He hands you a piece of parchment and a quill. Okay. I understand it'll probably be read by whomever. I'm not saying this out loud, but I understand it'll probably be read by some other people. So, yeah. but the intent is, is like, uh, we regret to inform you of the passing of your, uh, of your, of your parents. Of your entire and, family. <laughs> well, uh, slaughtered. <laughs> of those live of those of, of those currently uh, who were free, who were recently residing at the Hargrove uh, family. Uh, farms. The, invest the investigation into the, 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 the nature of the disaster is still being investigated, but we did want to alert you and make sure that you were at least aware of their passing. Uh, if you need to contact us, contact uh, Ardoc, Chip, or Bowden, either at the Yawning Portal or at uh, Troll School Manor. He takes it from you. He doesn't read, he just folds in, into you know, folds it up like a leather, and you see him take. Uh, I'll do two of those, one for yeah, each of the systems. Yeah, he does the same thing with both. He folds them up, puts a wax on it, puts a seal on it, on both of them. He goes, um, "You've more than paid for my services to, to track down these two and uh, deliver the message." What else could be? What else could I help with tonight? Very good, Chip. You're sort of watching the fire. You're <laughs> watching the uh, candle flame. In the, in the torches, <laughs> but it seems like things are just sort of sparkling in them a little bit more than they should, and you can. Almost like uh, I had I had to let go of Chip to like start writing and Chip goes, dance, dancing motes of dancing motes of light, <laughs> dancing motes of light continue to keep your interest. Thank you, uh, thank you for your time and for your assistance. Uh, thank you for your business and uh, please, 
if there's ever a message or information you need me need to be tracked down remember uh i'm calloused and i can find whatever you need when it comes to people do you by any chance hire subcontractors periodically yeah, from time to time it's the only way to find the information <laughs> i just realized that periodically we may be going out and about and we may come across information that you may find valuable so i will always pay for valuable information very good if you'd like to bring it back and we can always negotiate a fair price based on the information you have and hurt well and he looks over at the uh your gnomish <laughs> companion it's like he may need to uh he may need to go find a place to lay his head with his i'm not sure if he got into one of the uh peyote dens down in the dock or uh too much alcohol but he seems to be quite i wouldn't say lucid but uh Quite out there for the moment. He, he had an entire half of a cider. <laughs> <laughs> you may not want to take him out in um, um, Midsummer's Eve with the drinks they have that going on. He will probably get trampled if he's that light of a weight. <laughs> All right. Come along, Chip. <laughs> All right. You guys so, step back out. Are we heading back to the yawning portal? Yeah, the sun yeah. is... By the time you guys get out, finish the business there, the sun's starting to set over the harbor. It kind of looks interesting for you guys to look out and see as close as you are to it. Like I said, you guys can see the harbor, but it's still sort of unnerving to see three boats sitting in the air as the, uh, as the sun sets. And just as that sun reaches that point where it dips below the horizon, where it still has light, but there's a darkness, you notice that there's a, the flying ships actually all have a glow around them that is much more prevalent at when the sunlight's not available, when darkness brings out interesting glow that sort of bisects the very center of it and creates a circle around about the very center of the ship. Ooh. Um, I'm going to take my seeing stone and get a selfie with it. There you go. Vody, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Vody, get me in it. Get me in it. Oh, yeah, come on up. Okay, go, go right here. <laughs> you guys can capture the selfies <laughs> with the seeing stone. <laughs> that is now canon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, Adrock, Bodie, look at it. Yeah, when you guys, when you guys pull, <laughs> you guys pull back up. It's one of those things that the scene stone. You sort of give the command word, and uh, it's not like the hologram, but you've definitely got to have it towards the walls, where it gives you like an image against the wall, so you can see what it is. That's awesome. <laughs> so, found it in my pocket. Didn't even know I had it. <laughs> some mysterious man slipped all three of you seeing stones that's right <laughs> sending sending stones as they're called you guys yeah, can add, probably, add, probably volo <laughs> you can add them to your inventory yeah, cool. but uh yeah you guys are walking back to the yawning portal you know like i said it's only barely half a block away but you on your way back you're like nope durham wasn't kidding the yawning portal can get really busy at night and it's not like the type of club people are waiting to get in and out of but you guys can hear the ruckus going on on the inside as you as you approach. Ah, is, uh, is Yagrim working the door? Uh, no, there is a couple other big guys working the door. Best thing is like Hans and Franz sort of standing. <laughs> I mean, big muscle bound guys. Uh, but you do notice as you approach that, uh, you see a guy, you see, uh, a guy being thrown in the street and you see Yagrim dusting her hands off and walking back inside. <laughs> and she looks at the two big bouncers in the front and she's like, really? And, your storm back, you know, not really storm back inside, but she moves back inside pretty casual. All right, I'm gonna follow her in. Okay, they don't they look at you guys, they don't stop you or anything else. You guys walk on in. 
and the ruckus music and everything else just sort of hits you like you know you guys were in here earlier it was quiet i mean it still had patrons but this thing is almost wall-to-wall patrons music's playing loud noisy and you realize that the the patrons here are more of the rough and tumble they're definitely not the city folks uh you get all styles of dresses from all over the, the the tires all over the place you know there's a couple of them even wearing full plate mail in here you're like there is a wild group in here you see in the very center over the big gaping hole they've got some type of pulley contraption set up a couple big thick ropes and you can see about a group of four that are getting ready to get on the ropes and work their way down the ropes into the big yawning portal that's in the very center of this uh tavern huh what's yagram doing she's just watching the groups uh what you know looking around she's sitting over leaning against one of the posts not really doing much i'm gonna walk over to her tap 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 while he's doing that i'm gonna get i'm gonna throw a uh whatever the cost for a room is up to the barkeep and i'm gonna say you know can we get a room and, and i'm gonna pull chip if we if we don't already have one, I think we might already have one. And if not, Dur- Durham looks at him, he's like, "We already negotiated this." Go. Yeah. yeah. And so <laughs> I'm going to take Chip. Uh, I'm going to take Chip back up to uh, a room to yeah. to go uh, put her to bed. Him to bed. Kyle. <laughs> I was about to say, does Kyle, does Kyle notice she's here? Oh yeah. <laughs> Kyle sees sees Chip and comes running right towards him. And uh, you get the typical dog on the hind legs, pretty much towers over Chip. Paws on the shoulder, <laughs> and Chip is covered in dog slobber. <laughs> but uh, you go, and the bartender's like uh, looks, calls out to one of the uh, staff, and he goes, uh, "Get a pot of coffee too. We'll send it up." Thank you. You two go up to a room. Chip, you get deposited. I mean, you're welcome to stay or go. Your choice. <laughs> It's been a, it's been a couple hours, so you you can feel the drunk wearing off. But you're like, yeah, am I gonna get sober anytime soon? Yeah, you, you feel it worn out. <laughs> you get up to the room and have a have a cup of coffee. You're, you're feeling better. <sighs> you're like, okay, need <sighs> need something else other than not being not being drunk. I have to go downstairs and get some more alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Night is still young. But uh, you you spend maybe a half hour up in the room, have a pot of coffee, and you're like. Why am I up here? The whole reason you knew you're up there is because Kyle needed his belly rubbed and some some love, and then you guys head back down. But while that's going on, Bowden, you look up at the half orc and sort of pop her in the pop her in the thigh. She looks down and she goes, "Master Dwarf, what can I do you for?" Hi, uh, I have a question for you. If it's not too bad, not too intrusive. <laughs> I heard I heard that you might be a friend or at least a compatriot of some sort with a guy named Aristotle. I'm familiar with him. I mean, give me an insight check when you uh, ask that question. Yeah, let's see. Insight. I'm pretty good at that. Yes, I am very good at that. (laughs) Yes, I am very good at that. (laughs) 22. Uh, You see her face darken for a second. Sort of surprised that you know the name, but there's, then you see her take more of the the bean becomes, she becomes more guarded in the way she's acting and it's not guarded as she's ready to fight but she's definitely on alert on how you're uh, how you're talking to her right she responds to say yeah i'm i'm familiar with him and i apologize for for bringing this out of nowhere i, I truly do it it's not my intent to uh imply any sort of you know working relationship or anything with you guys i just know that uh apparently you have some common uh common uh uh people that you may know uh, the fact is, we're uh, we want to talk to him. 
and we, we just wanted to try and find some way to see if he knows anything about uh, uh, a man named Eric Melendez. She's like, well, it's the least I can do, at least to uh, get a message to him. I know how to do that. And uh, say thank you for intervening, for interceding uh, where you thought I might need help. From what I hear, dwarfs are always looking for a good fight, so I could see why you jumped in. We weren't looking for a fight. We just didn't think it was fair. We, yeah. I figured you could more than handle those, those ruffians, especially given your profession. <laughs> it's like, oh, quite easily. But as I said, I at least owe you an introduction and I can get a message to him, yes. Well, that is much appreciated and, and, and more than I, I could possibly have asked for. And I do truly appreciate it. She goes, not a problem. And you see her look up and she goes, excuse me. And she goes storming off to, looks <laughs> like a table where it's getting a little, people are getting a little out of hands with uh, their conversation. All right. With that, about 30 minutes later after Adrock and uh, Chip disappear, they're both back down uh, in the main room with you guys. Chip seems a little bit more sober and Kyle's hanging right with him. <laughs> yeah, a couple hours of alcohol finally wore off. It's dialed back a little bit. Yeah. Oh, wait, Chip. Here's your Orby thing. <gasps> oh, Bowden, thank you. Do I think it's safe to try it? I don't know. What does it do? <laughs> Adrock, this is more your thing. What do you think? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, why not try it? Uh, Adrock, what, are these, do you want, what are these inscriptions on the side here? One looks like a dog and the other looks like an explosion. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Adrock, if you want to do an arcane, arcana check while you're... Uh, Looking at it, you can. I believe I will. That is a plus five. Does anyone else proficient in Arcana? I'm plus four. Are you, do you have the black circle next to the proficiency in it? I do. All right. So if you aid me, we can uh, mm -hmm. do a, um, I can, I can roll doubles. 24. Yeah, why don't you roll doubles and yeah. I just, I just do the. Why don't, why don't you roll again there, Chip? Roll a second <laughs> time. Take the higher of the two results. Yeah, beat 16. that 24. <laughs> so 24, uh, yeah, you'd, uh, yeah, I hated yeah. you. Yeah. Got, <laughs> so Chip. has a plus four and she rolled a 20 and she rolled a 24. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear the bonuses, so. So Chip, you're, you're taking a look at the uh, orb of companionship and uh, you realize that it's a very simple device. Whatever you want to activate to actually keep in the orb, you simply have to, you know, touch a couple, touch two of the uh, stones and at the same time to press them while you're touching mm -hmm. the creature and it'll uh, magically pull the creature into the... Oh. Is there a way to test this before I try it on Precious Kyle? Does it have to be Bowden a living creature? looking a little nervous. <laughs> you want to go try to catch a rat or something and uh, test it on a rat? Does it have to be a creature? Could I like do a... You can do an object? A mug? One <laughs> object bag of holding. <laughs> yeah, if you want, you can try it on a mug. Okay, so I find a lobby, mostly drunken ale on the counter. Okay. You go through the motions, activate it, boom, it vanishes. Mm -hmm. The globe seals and everything else, and it's got a mm -hmm. bit of a glow to it, but other mm -hmm. than that. All right, now I want to bring the mug back. Basically the same way you touch those two things. Have uh -huh. the, you have the orb on the table and everything else. The mug jumps back out exactly where it was. <gasps> well, not exactly where it was, but it jumps out in relationship to the orb on the table. And its condition is the same? Look, it's unchanged. All right, now we're going to go down to the ocean. <laughs> Hold the gems and touch the ocean. Let's see what happens. <laughs> All the ship, clunk. <laughs> uh, I left Kyle upstairs, but it's good to know that this is this will serve its purpose. Down. Oh, Kyle. Uh, he, Come on, girl. He's a dog, so, or she's yeah. a dog, so. Yeah. 
she wanders pretty much wherever she doesn't uh nobody seems to care i mean most people i mean kyle does the usual rounds of who's going to give give her scraps and keep on moving mm-hmm. and things like that but uh <laughs> she's very happy to make her way back to you chip stay next to you as long as possible she's yeah. that thing at the door of oh, i'm just gonna pocket my orb of companionship for now yeah throw it in the pouch yeah what would you guys like to do this evening hmm or we can either go see our, our, our inn, or we can uh, rest here, or we can... I don't know what else we could do. Why don't we sleep the night and then hit and go to our new residence uh, first thing in the morning? Okay. Yeah, That's ship's cool. hung over. That, that will also give, a, give us an opportunity to get our, uh, uh, our, our contacts to catch up to us now. Yagram probably is not going to be able to instantaneously get uh, an entree with uh, Erstal. That is true. It probably will take a little bit of time. So you guys can watch the entertainment that goes on. Not too much of a problem. I mean, it's one of those uh, very festive or I'd say very vibrant inn slash taverns and everything else. And it's you've noticed that people, you know, place bets, gamble, drink, you know, listen to music, dance, things like that. But uh, you guys go rack out overnight. And uh, for you, it's what's the deal with the basket that went down the hole? Oh, when you ask about that, they're like, oh, you know, people go down in that, go down in the uh, Undermountain all the time to uh, see, try their fortune in the, in the, um, can't really call it a dungeon, but uh, supposedly under, uh, at the bottom of that hole is a uh, start to a, not only a world of adventure, but also possible lots of treasure. Oh, do any of them come back? Not some do. Most do, I should say. Oh, hmm. interesting. Is there evil down there? From, and you, you hear one guy, what you, where you, Asking another one, so you hear, of course, yeah, there's evil down there. I will never go back in. Oh, it's like I lost two companions down there. What happened? They were killed. No, no, no. I mean, what, what killed them? Oh, because uh, what killed them? I'm like, I don't know. They uh, walked into a room that had a lot of like fungus and lichen on the walls and just came to life in a giant bipedal creature. And uh, a couple of them, I barely made it out of there on my own, barely got uh, back to the surface. Glad you made it back. So I got two. And here, and he raises the glass. He goes, here's to my lost ones. Wait, I don't have a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Go over, get a beer, come back. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But basically you get the story of the yawning portals. The actual, this is one of the entrances into what they call the Undermountain, which is a series of caves and caverns with all sorts of curious creatures down there. Rumored to be the lair of a wizard, mm. um, have access to other dimensional portals, other dimensions, things like that. But, uh, for gamer terms, outside of the game, basically a big dungeon crawl. Massive dungeon crawl. Oh, Bodie, you'll be right at home. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's racist. <laughs> Not racist, true, but it's true. True, but racist. <laughs> How can it be true and racist at the same time? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> all right. So, all of you guys, uh, you guys, did you guys want your own, own room, or you all bunk in the same, did you all choose a room big enough to bunk, bunk in? Adrock, you got us one room? Yeah, I got us a, a, a room big enough for the three of us. Yeah, there's four beds in there. Um, Kyle takes one of the beds. <laughs> he starts we off in bed ship and he's like, wait, there's an empty bed. <laughs> <laughs> and like all dogs do when they get nice and comfortable, stretches out in the back, paws up in the air, <laughs> and snores louder than the dwarf. <laughs> and farts. <laughs> all, the, all the scraps people have been feeding him. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> Wait, did you did you walk the dog? I didn't walk the dog. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Roll constitution. Right. right. <laughs> so, 
Put away the rock. Wait. <laughs> so, Bowden, as you're sleeping, you drift off, and once again, it's you still from time to time get that, you know, as the sheets sort of wrap up, you feel that tightness wrap around you. You feel once again as if you have that rock sitting on your chest and holding you tight, being a, being immobile. Uh, and, panic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the panic goes away as a as once again you see that image of, of the profile image of a large dragon head sort of come in to view. It's got the silvery and gold scales that go back. Look at you and you, you know, it looks at you head on and all of a sudden it turns where the only one eye can see you and everything else. And you sort of lose yourself in the eye and you see the eye sort of expand into space as you see the nothingness and the blackness of the night surrounds you and you've got stars off in the distance. And you hear in your mind, you need to see again and remember. But with that sound, you see, you sort of travel through the darkness and stars and everything else. And you see what appears to be, best way you could describe it is an island with twin volcanoes on it, moving through the darkness. You can see the ground where it's been ripped out. You can see almost a jungle-like environment on it as you approach. You sort of hover and swing over it. And around, you can see... You can still see the silver dragon, but you see the enormity and immensity of the silver dragon as it circles behind it and vanishes into the cloud. And you see the mist. The, the, the mist turns into the canopy of a jungle, more of a swamp. And you can see these large, when I, uh, large tentacles reaching out, curling up around trees with big hooks uh, that dig into it. And at some point, you see other, not skeletal, but very skinny, very... Uh, like emancipated creatures that are humanoids with big giant eyes, sharp teeth, moving around, tending to these waters and everything else. And at some point, you continue to circle and see, you can see some of them that have a best description is a whip as they crack it and you see people have to move various items. It's very hard to see in the fog, but you can definitely tell that it's almost like a group of slavers uh, forcing people to do things. And in one of those aspects, you see another group that are definitely warrior-like uh, with weapons and armor. You can tell they're bladed weapons. You can tell they're something you've seen before. But at the same time, they're just alien to you. And as your vision sweeps back over the giant lake, you notice that the water ripples. And you see a large, bulbous, round, slimy membrane of skin come up out of the water. And you see it fold back and you see this giant eye open up. And it's sort of like, instead of like a head being there, it's like just one giant eye and it looks at you. You see the spikes. You can see the thorns that are, would be wrapped around where the neck would be for it. And you see the eye shine bright for a moment. It says, I am coming. And with that, you snap awake. Ah! <laughs> that I, I literally do that. That <laughs> rock chip, you guys wake up. The dog's like... Whoop. <laughs> barking and everything else and your eyes are all looking at Bode and the dwarf and like what it's coming <laughs> Bode what's coming oh my gosh I gotta <laughs> that, that, that's not that's not Kyle's fart you smell <laughs> I got a vision from the great dragon it's horrible an island with two volcanoes and horrible slavery kind are of... we sure it wasn't just a dream no it was a vision. The dragon took me in and showed me this horrible island with giant, horrible volcanoes and 
slave tending beast masters and, and, and all these poor oppressed people tending to build something, these, these waters with giant tentacle sharp things coming out of them. And finally, in this middle of this giant lake, a huge eyeball opened up and said, I'm coming. <sighs> Chip squeezing Kyle. Yeah. yeah. That's positively distressing. Yeah. I just wanted to go to sleep. <laughs> you still have, still have the, the dreams that bring you back to being trapped in the uh, collapsed uh, collapsed tunnel. Uh, but this one, you haven't had dreams like this in a long time. This one's been the most vivid. Uh, but Well, I know what I've got to do now. Go the other way. <laughs> <laughs> Abandon hope, all ye who enter here. Right. <laughs> so, 30 minutes, you know, you guys settle back down and rest out the last few hours of the night. Um, I drink some of that cold coffee. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going back to sleep again. <laughs> yeah. uh, you can easily make your way back down, enjoy yourself by the fire. And you notice even at the 4 a.m. stage, the, the 4 a.m. stage around the tavern, there's still a couple of patrons down there enjoying chit chat and everything else. So, you could stay awake while the other two get to sleep. But uh, I, 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 try to stay awake but yeah. i'm out <laughs> yeah yeah you're like the other patrons that all of a sudden you guys wake up in your chairs and uh adrock time <laughs> adrock and uh chip you guys wake up Bowden's not in the room it's not been a bad night other than Bowden's waking up with night terrors <laughs> disturbing you guys is all peaceful slumber no hangover for chip this time oh phew good coffee gonna, yeah i'm gonna go let kyle out yeah kyle heads on down and mm-hmm. heads out the front door which is it seems like, you know, he's not the only pet that's uh, roaming the uh, yawning portal. So <laughs> seems like there's about four or five different types of dogs that are... They're, they're lined around. up for the post out front. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but they know, where, they know where they get fed, so they come back. So the next one, you guys get up, grab a quick bite to, for, for food, and uh, how do you want to start your day? Let's head over to the, to the Troll School Manor. All right. Well, it's an easy trip. Is the uh, is Yagram? Uh, is her shift done? Yeah, she's nowhere to be found. Okay. You figure that she's probably there at the rowdiest hours. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I, I suspect if she wants to find us, she can find us. <laughs> yeah, let's head to Troll School. Okay. I, I, I'll tell um, Dorden if he's around. He's not, but one of the other one of the other people working there is uh, Garen. He, goes, he introduces himself as Garen and goes, yeah, I can get, I'll get a message to Dorden. What do you need? Uh, just say that uh, we've, we've uh, potentially secured some additional housing in town, but oh. and we're going to go check it out, but it may not pan out. So we may be back again tomorrow or tonight. Let's just go ahead and hold the room. Okay. So you guys are heading over to the troll school, troll school uh, manor. I think the first thing we do is change the name. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Gosh, it's so dark. Yeah. So you guys head on over. It's not very hard to find up in the trade district. And, you know, you you realize that it's not on it's not on a main road, but it's one of the type of things that has like the – you come into an alleyway and it, it's like a whole group of businesses have their own private drive with, you know, uh, that's off the main route. So it's not facing a major road on either side, but it does have several – different businesses with it and you look at it you're like did volo swindle us or what because you're looking at a three-story building that has uh boards on it It is kind of boarded up 
and uh, looks like it's seen better days. It has a... That was a good call, uh, Bowden. Bowden. <laughs> Real estate, always good, always a secure investment. <laughs> no, I, I mean, it was a good call to hold our uh, our bed at the... Uh, oh, I see. Dunning portal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a three-story building. It's got a turret on the front, so it's got a the round section on. As you look onto it, it's probably seen better days. Needs a bit of work, but is the roof is the roof stable. Yeah, the roof. Yeah, it's not like the roof is caving in or anything else like that. It's just it hasn't been used in a while, and you sort of look around. There's about four, about a half dozen other businesses within this area that you can see people up and get moving to, and the the buildings that aren't businesses look like they're residential places. No, but so uh, is this the only eyesore on the street? <laughs> this is probably the worst of them when it comes to eyesores. We got to get these boards off the door, if nothing else. Yeah, yeah. so I I, uh, I help uh, the dwarf. Uh, I guess the dwarf's going to use your your hammer or your axe to like pry the boards off. No, I've got hands for this. <laughs> okay, well, assuming he gets the boards off, I'm going to light a stone uh, with mm -hmm. my with my magical tinkering to the light on. It. I'm going to throw it inside when we open the door, so we can see in. Strength right. check. Go ahead. We don't have all day, so. Well, it was a 19, then it fell over to three. So it, a, a total of six. You know, maybe my axe would be a better idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, that's not as, it's on there a little bit tighter than I expected it to be. Yep. Whack, whack, pop, thud. Okay, I'll get to that thing. Might like pry it out with the with the axe to pry it away from the wall. Yep. I mean, we could, we could also hack it away, but. So eventually, <laughs> am I muted? No, you're not. I was okay. actually getting you a map of what it looks like. Oh. So anyways, I'll get you guys a map real quick. There we go. That's what I want to do. But you guys, you easily get, get the boards knocked down without too much of a problem and step in, throw the light in. As you look into it, it's uh, it probably hasn't been used in your guessing probably. Probably been a good six months to a year since uh, uh, anybody's been inside. You can see there's still chairs and furniture. Everything's still pretty much intact. Whoever shut it up, they had shut it up in a nice place. Uh, it looks like to, at some point there was squatters that have been in here. You can see that the chimney, as you do an investigation of the fireplace with the light and everything else, the, the bottom area is a large open tap room, much like the portal that you, much like the yawning portal. You've got, you know, the bar area, you've got a kitchen. As you guys look around, you've guys got, you guys stairs, leading up to the other room, up, up to the other floors. Uh, you've also got, it looks like an access way into the, it looks like you guys have a basement here as well. Roughly how many rooms? So on the second floor, you have, uh, the main floor is, has the kitchen and tap room area. The second, and uh, the second room has, looks like one area was used as a bedroom, one area was used as storage, and there's, looks like there was two other common rooms where people could go drink and hang out on the second floor. The third floor has, looks like it actually has private rooms like uh, that have been used as uh, rooms. They also have privies in them, bathrooms. Wow. They have, looks like three bedrooms to include, include like the access to the turret on the third floor. And then technically in the gables, there's even a fourth floor that leads up to, looks like either bedrooms or storage as well. Wow, this place is huge. <laughs> yeah, it's a, overall, when you're looking at it, not in bad shape. It needs some work, some paint and everything else. It needs to be cleaned up. It'll take some effort and some coin to get it rolling, but it'll definitely give you a good idea. And uh, what you realize is this tavern is actually on sort of like the main the main entryway 
towards this, uh, to the businesses that are here for accesses. So you actually have both the north and south entrance sort of lead up into the tavern area. Gives you guys good traffic from two, two different places before going go into other businesses. And you can also see looking at the area around it as people are getting out, you can see the regular carts that have put up. So there's definitely some people out here that do business and uh, items like that. All right. Well, are there beds? Yeah, but they could probably use some refreshing. All right. I'll get on that. Yeah. Let's just get let's get the place habitable at least you know it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be like pick and span but let's get get it to the point where it's habitable I'll just, I'll just get started I'll just throw myself into it. You guys pretty much could spend the entire day here cleaning it up getting uh getting the dust off pulling sheets off things like that and as you're doing that you notice that occasionally you guys will get some chairs set up or you know move some stuff around and when you guys come back up things that you're sure you move to one area have been moved back or been moved to a different area. I put this here. <laughs> yeah, you're in several cases. It's like you're not really sure because about lunchtime you get that you get that hangry feeling of like, am I just not thinking what's straight or what's going on? But you you do notice like you guys have all stacked like the chairs in one area and like the tap room so you can clean up. You come back down, half the chairs are now like re around the are yeah. back around the tables. Oh, oh, guys, I don't think we're alone. Can I do an Arcana check to see if I notice anything out of the ordinary? Yeah, if you'd like to, or or okay. investigation. I don't know which would you rather have. Your choice. I'll do Arcana to see if there's any foul magic afoot. That will be a 24, I believe. Yep, nice. 24. You're thinking mag it could be magic, but that would mean there's a caster of sorts, but you can also think that it could be it could be a spirit of some type. Uh, would you what'd you say your voice cut out on me? I said beside with the uh, magic, it would probably have to be in somebody's in here casting to uh cause stuff to go back around or somebody's just playing a joke on you, but at the same time there you know that ghosts and spirits can cause the same thing let's see what i got here as you guys are in the tap room looking at the chairs that had been replaced back out you guys hear about four or five mugs go crashing to the floor back in the kitchen Poltergeists. great <laughs> i guess we I go, I go running upstairs to see uh what happened you run back into the kitchen area which is on the main level i have an idea let's gather around but did oh, the mugs indeed go crashing? There's four or six mugs crashing on the ground? or Yeah. Oh, spirits. Spirits of this house, please come to us. We wish to parlay. <laughs> Don't come to us. Just show yourselves without coming near us. <laughs> <clears throat> I said. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you repeat yourself, they get pissed off. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. I, I should not do that. So as you say that, what you get is you see the dust that's on like the mirror that's behind the um, bar where the alcohol is normally stored you see writing that begins to appear in common it says last call for alcohol <laughs> so finish your whiskey just... or beer <laughs> I mean, it just says last call yeah it just says last call that's oh. it. nothing more i preferred our lyrics is there something we can do for you spirit something that is keeping you on this material plane underneath last call it says it writes the word in common, restore. Would you like us to bring back this house to its former glory? It writes the word yes in the dust. <gasps> that is our intent. Can we rename you? <laughs> what is your name? It writes L-I-F. 
Lift. And the dust. Interesting. Like an acronym or? Don't know, but. L-I-F. Well, we promise to respect you in this house as best as we can. We look forward to hopefully not causing any problems for you and would hope for the same from you. No more writing appears on the uh, dusty win- uh, du- on the dusty mirror. Makes sense. <laughs> so it's about lunchtime when you guys have the encounter with Lilf. What would you guys like to do today? I'd like to like to investigate more of the house. I mean, if we investigate the entire place. Like I said, all, all three levels, other than being in need of repair and some work, there doesn't. Uh, you can give me an investigation roll. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Is uh, my investigation plus three? Is anybody proficient in it? In what investigation? Yeah, mine's plus three. Plus two. Are you in, are you proficient? Does it have the black circle? Negative. Okay, then I will roll. Uh, if no one's proficient, then my plus three is pretty good. Ooh, twenty-two. I don't have very much. I'm very happy about that. Good job. So you go investigating the different area. Uh, one of the main areas you go check through, nothing really piques your interest other than you're taking a look at the the rooms. And it looks like one of them was at least a library at one point. There's a library. You can tell most of the books are pretty much very fragile, very easily destroyed for the just neglect for being i mean they've been out of the weather but nobody's been in here very covered with dust and cobwebs a couple big spiders you get the basement and you're like okay somebody forgot to clean the food out you know so the cellar's a bit musty and stinky of rotten food but the good news is there's several casks of wine and other alcohol sitting in the bottom that seems to have been untouched as it uh sits behind a not really a hidden wall a secret door wall but definitely one area that unless you know it's there it's very hard to find Okay. So it's almost it's almost like he's got a secret room in the basement, but it seems like the secret room was mainly used to store all the alcohol. Right. <laughs> oh wow. All right. What's what's the purpose of a garret? Garrets? Uh, is that the turret area? Yes, turret peak, attic storage, attic bedroom. Yeah, that'd be the that just um That's just like a walk with like a like a uh whatchamacallit? Like a The garrets, that would be the the garrets are basically the peak of the roof. So when you get think of it more like um when you look that would be the space in the attic instead of having an attic that would be the space up there where you could walk around so the walls are sort of slanted in it doesn't have the same type of headroom as normal room that type of thing so you're actually technically up in the um thing so so with that being said it's lunchtime for you guys you guys have gone through uh, a few different things yeah. uh, i'll just go back down to where we found leaf and i'll say leaf you know uh we're going to do our best to restore this place to its former glory. And uh, we ask that you uh, give us the opportunity to do so. So one of the things when you go back up the bar area where you guys had originally encountered leaf messages is you notice that by basically the sink area, you notice two small diamonds sitting there. You, you, it's one of those things you're like looking at. I was like, those weren't there before. <gasps> oh. I think Leaf is contributing to our re- okay. renovation. We will we will use these to assist in the in the restoration of this. Uh, yeah. Final house. While you guys are having that conversation, you guys hear like a, a pounding on the front door. Somebody knocking. Wander over there. Yeah. Hello. There's a halfling sort of looking at you. Goes Master Dwarf. Master Halfling. I'm Broxley. Good to meet you. I represent the Fellowship of Innkeepers Guild. Wonderful. And, uh, just happened to be walking by and noticed it seems like somebody. I just noticed you guys were in here. I was wondering, uh, are you the new owners? We are, and it is wonderful that you should come by because we definitely know that we should contact you. Understood. He's like, I am surprised anybody's actually finally acquired 
the manor. It is. Uh, it has been. It has been passed through so many hands over this over the last few months. So I'm surprised anybody's wanted it. Really? Why yes. would anybody not want such a wonderful place? Granted, it's a bit dusty at the moment, but look at these bones. Oh no! But there's no doubt it is in good shape. But uh, unfortunately, the previous the previous proprietor was killed here. What? <gasps> he goes, yeah. What was the name of that this pre- previous proprietor? It wasn't Leaf, was it? Leaf mechanic. It was Leaf. Dun dun dun. Shot you know, Pikachu face. He shot in Pikachu face. He was like, <laughs> and fortunately, he had a. He was found dead in the. Uh, he was found dead in his own cellar. Huh? Did they? Did it? Was it a natural occurrence? Oh. Uh, Rumor says that he was uh he was killed and not his, his body had been not upon for quite some time by someone unnatural creatures. <gasps> as as I've heard tale, the priest that uh that had attended him had uh, had recommended him the body be burned to keep him from uh rising as something unnatural at the next moon. But he goes, I do not wish to scare you off. He goes, if you are actually here to open the open uh the end, the uh is is a good thing. I mean, this little section could always. This little portion of the uh, Troll Skull Alley could always reuse another bar in the Waterdeep, especially with the upcoming festivals. We are indeed. And we, 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 we knew we would have to contact the guild ultimately. Uh, we're obviously not ready for business at the moment. But... He, goes, he goes, oh, don't take this as the guild's keeping an eye on you. I just happened to be walking by. I'm heading over to one of the uh, other shops in the area. The very good, very good carpenter makes very good furniture not too far from you guys. What was it? What? Okay. He goes, the bent nail is where I'm Thank headed. you. <laughs> We're going to need that. And what was his name again? Broxley. B-R-O-X-L-E-Y. He goes, well, if you are serious about it, I'd be happy to introduce you to uh, a few of the, a few representatives that you actually may need to talk to that'll help you get there to, looks like you guys could definitely use, you know, some improvements on the exterior and clean some stuff up. So some carpenters, we can get you talking with the uh, local distilleries and food vendors and everything else. Absolutely, much appreciated. As a thread for the scarecrows and skeletons goes way, we're still we're still doing that. We're still doing those. Who's Eric? <laughs> we we now own a dog and a uh, inn, so that's uh, that's all we're going to be doing from now. Hashtag life goals. Yeah, I'm hoping to set this thing up as its own self-sustaining kind of thing. So we only we've always got a home to go back to. So yeah, nice. So, best guess uh, between your investigation and looking around, you guys think you need about a week, which is in water in, a, in this game terms is ten days to get enough, get those places up and running, good looking, nice, and bring in business and everything else. Uh, with the cost of upwards of maybe fifteen hundred gold to get it off, get it all back to where it needs to be. Ah, there's our motivation. <laughs> yeah, go do some adventuring. Yeah. Yep. How much gold? Fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred. You're you're. With looking around, you're thinking about 1500 should cover repairing the building, getting the guild fees paid, the licenses and everything else, what you need to get moving forward. And how long until the festival? Festival is oh, doing that time. No. Is about four days away. Okay, so we're going to miss the high season. <laughs> <clears throat> it's a city. I mean, we'll get, we'll get, you know, we'll get the normal traffic. We just got to... And we can take out a loan. Who's going to loan us 1500 for a decorative place? <laughs> We have collateral. Maybe, have a, maybe a, a gang that we need to be introduced to. <laughs> we have a dog. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Quick money. All right. So where can we find uh, Youngram? Because we need to go back to Eric and, of course, the skeletons. I don't know what we do next about the skeletons. Do you guys know? Well, there's always traipsing around in the woods out there, which I don't recommend. <laughs> but it's always a possibility. 
Hmm. Are you guys well, head back to the yawning portal? Are you guys going to continue the day of cleaning up and making contacts and introducing yourself to the local area around Trollskull Troll Manor? Well, let's see. Let's get, let's see. I don't think there's any way to get the manor house back up and running within four days, unless something miraculous happens in terms of like cash flow. But it would be good for us to go back to the awning portal, I think, and check in with uh, Yagram. And, you know, it probably couldn't hurt for us to check in with the, what's her name's friends that we met when we first came in. The ones we passed the messages off to about, uh, let's see, what's, what were their names? Harborough? No. Uh, no, I was thinking about uh, em uh, Emerald's, Emerald Hollowgrove's, uh, yeah, maybe. Emerald Hollowgrove uh, told us to take a message to the the people. The, uh, they told you to take a message to the Emerald Grove. Thank you. Yep. Didn't we do that already or no? We did, but maybe we want to follow up if there's any information that they had or there was something from that. Yeah. that it's been, that, it's been 24 hours since you delivered the message, basically. Oh, so maybe not. Yeah. I, well, now that uh, one thing I would like to do is I'd like to go back to the in time, uh, back to the proprietor or the person running it in Eric's absence and ask her, uh, I hear that Eric missed his, um, missed his, his fashion show. That's right. Do you, do you still feel like you, you don't need to share everything that you know about his whereabouts with us? Oh. I agree. Stitch in time? Yep. Stitch in time. Stitch in time's in the South Ward, which uh, takes you, you know, moving around uh, Waterdeep from end to end takes you, I mean, even at, I mean, you can take an advance. Uh, you can always rent like a horse and buggy, like a taxi, get you there in about 10, 15 minutes, even with the amount of traffic that's around. Or you can also, you know, walk it yourself and, you know, walking from end to end in Waterdeep is about two hours. Um, uh, we'll walk it. Yeah, I'm hoping for a chance encounter with the uh, the gang that's pissed off at us. Yeah, <laughs> hoping for a chance encounter with the gang that's pissed off at you. Somebody's somebody's spoiling for a fight. <laughs> well, not a, not a fight, but there's a they're my they're my lead to Eric. Just just a second. so if I can like if I can get you know if I can stumble across their path, that makes my job a little bit easier. All right. So with that being said, uh, you guys make it a. We'll go ahead and as you guys are heading back down and as you guys approach the stitch in time, we'll uh, bring it to a close for this evening. All right. So that way you guys can figure out where to go next with the with the wonderful activity yep. and answer, answer some more questions. But you've found out quite a bit of information of what seems to have been going on. You've got a, it looks like a gang war in Waterdeep. Uh, that's turning vi violence to the point of making the guard, making the city guard nervous. You have, Eric is strangely enough, a spitting image of one of the sons of the open Lord of Waterdeep as well. Yeah, that is kind of a quinky dink, isn't it? So now, and on top of all that, you guys may have found yourself a uh, business and a home yep. in Waterdeep itself, unexpectedly. So maybe Volo's reward of 100 gold may turn out to be even more profitable than simply just 100 gold. Yep. All right. Well, thank you all. And uh, I really enjoyed the game. I was expecting, uh, wasn't sure what I was expecting with the fight to save Yagram. <laughs> <laughs> Who was? <laughs> I was truly expecting the Ozaki 8 group to sit there and watch the fight happen. <laughs> uh, actually they wouldn't have watched the fight they would just would have fireballed the fight right <laughs> oh thank you gentlemen that was a good time absolutely thank you, thank you. Um, i'm curious what happens next i apologize that i didn't record the first half of the session so i will summarize that for the podcast 
Wait, cool. would, you, would you like us to drop a few little audio segments that you can use to put into your like into your thing? Yeah, like, by all means. Uh, I mean, like, uh, let's see, what, what kind of phrases or words can we drop? Uh, let's see. What the heck is that? That giant eyeball thing with horrible tentacles sticking out of it. <laughs> your mom. <laughs> <laughs> your mom. <laughs> That would be that would be Chip insulting the dwarf as always. <laughs> Poking the bear can't can't be helped. That's not my mom. My mom had twelve tentacles. <laughs> well, our trio has been quite busy. They visited Troll Skull Manor and now know what it'll take to get the tavern ready for their patrons. They even met a poltergeist in their establishment who may or may not be trouble. They were able to ask the half orc they joined in the street fight for some information and found she is part of the Zentian gang engaged in a turf war with his Xanathar guild. Bowden had a vision of a terrible creature on a floating volcanic island, and with little else to go on, Adrock, Bowden, and Chip decide they should revisit the Stitch in Time and see if Bay, who is running the shop since Eric is missing, might be more forthcoming with information. Will our trio open the new tavern before the Midsummer Festival? Have they inadvertently sided with the Zents in the ongoing gang war? Will Bay have any new information that she's willing to share with our trio. Tune in next episode to find out. Until then, thank you for listening, and have a great holiday.